Hey everyone, let's get real for a few minutes. I haven't posted anything because I haven't felt good about myself and the way I've been playing, and so I haven't done anything or wanted to be in public. The last 10 days I've done what I call a hard reset, to change and try to make things better. I have lost 15 pounds, I've done a six day fast with water and a special coffee blend for wellness that I've been working on with Dave Phillips, and went on a bit of a retreat. I'm here in Ireland now, a beautiful place, getting ready for the British Open. I don't know if it's going to help me play better or not, but I'm willing to do whatever it takes to try to get my best back. All right, welcome to The Drop Zone. My name is Dylan DeChair, and we're gonna do something a little bit different today because my co-host Sean Zock has just finished doing something different of his own. He's just completed Phil Mickelson's Coffee and Water Fasting and he's here to tell us all about it. Sean, are you excited for this? Yeah, yeah, I've, uh, I've had a couple of months of post-fast lifestyle that is, uh, I think it's been a lot healthier than I used to be. All right, before we dive in, I wanna give a little bit of context to the situation because I sit next to Sean at work and he is an extremely, well, I should say was, an extremely regular consumer of a morning bacon, egg, and cheese. Mm. He's been known to put away a full pasta bar lunch that's on Tuesdays here at the golf.com offices without breaking a sweat. And uh, I believe he holds the record for master's fried chicken sandwich consumption. He threw down, I think, 21 over the course of the week a couple of years ago. Yeah. And like years before that, it was how many Snickers bars uh, can you eat at Aaron Hills? My college roommates would laugh when I would cook a pizza up and eat it by myself or like four chicken patties at a time. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows that I can kind of put some food away. The guy is an eater, but as they say, wedding crashers, we're not that young. We're getting <laughs> a little bit older every day. Sean, how did you get dragged into this originally? And what is the backstory on Phil Mickelson and fasting? Well, we work for golf.com, but we also work for golf magazine. And in 2020, one of the goals of golf magazine is to have alternative fitness regimens kind of tried out by our editors. You know, we're going to have someone doing cryotherapy. We're going to have someone doing this EMDR eye testing. And one of the things that we suggested was to do a fast. And someone said, why doesn't someone do Phil Mickelson's fast? Mm -hmm. And I'll be completely honest. I was just leaving a bar when I got that email. I was a little bit tipsy and very confident. And I said, screw it. I can do Phil Mickelson's fast. Were you thinking like, hey, I could use a, a dietary reset or anything like that? I think anyone who feels like they're five or 10, maybe even 15 pounds overweight, it's like, it's always there as like, oh, I should get better. It would have probably been smart for me to lose five to 10 pounds. I didn't necessarily need it, but I could. And so, yeah, I mean, that, that little benefit, losing a little weight in the process of filing a story for the magazine is something I'd never done before. So give us your uh, dimensions. This is a, a personal question, but this is all pretty personal. So when you started out, how tall, how heavy? Yeah, so 6'2", uh, for those who always listen to the, the drop zone. Not to brag. 6'2", uh, and I started at 198 pounds. Now, I've always kind of been below the 200-pound spot. Have you ever hit two bills? I went up to 203 at one point a couple years ago. Uh, then I stopped eating lunch altogether <laughs> and lost about 15 pounds. Um, but always in the 195, 198 range. And I think a good operating weight for Sean Zock is like 187, 189. 
And so, yeah, we, we needed a little bit of a reset. You set off on day one. What are you consuming? What is your intake per day? What does this Phil Mickelson fasting diet consist of? Well, day one was actually like day negative one or day negative two. I, I hit up Phil's trainer, his performance coach, Dave Phillips, and said, hey, just give me this recipe. I'm going to do it on my own. I'll be able to, you know, keep you guys, keep you abreast of what it does for me. But I was kind of hoping to just kind of do this by myself over Thanksgiving break. And he said, hey, here's Phil's cell phone number. He'd love, he'd love to talk to you about no this. No way. I'm like, all right, I'll shoot him a text. And so days negative one and negative two were me texting Phil, what do I got to do to do your fast? And Phil gave me the entire recipe. But in this drink, all right. 12 to 16 fluid ounces, which is basically like three cups of coffee. The first thing, Ethiopian coffee beans, two to three tablespoons of MCT oil. You have a heaping scoop, according to Phil, of protein powder, a teaspoon of cinnamon, a tablespoon of honey. You have a dash, just a dash, of Himalayan pink sea salt, a small glass of almond milk, and lastly... 200 milligrams of L-theanine. Those comes in, those come in little capsules. You have to pull apart the capsules and dump it in. That is just to kind of help calm your nerves and your jitters. If you take two capsules worth, it'll probably put you to bed. Wow. Okay. So take me to the grocery store with you. What was that experience like? What kind of what are we talking in terms of cost? These are things I don't normally buy. I am not a protein powder guy. I don't have honey on me. I don't have Himalayan pink sea salt. I don't have almond milk. So I was pretty much asking one of the clerks at Whole Foods, which is where Phil told me to go, where do you have all this crap? I gave my, I gave her my phone and she took me around. It all came to about $135. Mm-hmm. Hope you could expense that. I was able to expense it. And when you think about it, if you're not eating any other food, that's your food budget for the week. So I was okay with it. All right. So then tell me how you felt that first day, that first cup of coffee What did it do to you? Well, I had eaten prior, like the evening prior, so I was not hungry yet. You were coming off Thanksgiving dinner, is that right? Did you start this on Black Friday? I started this on Small Business Saturday, actually. So I had had Thanksgiving and then the Thanksgiving leftovers. The first time I tasted the coffee, I didn't exactly like it. Are you a big coffee drinker normally? I am not a big coffee drinker, so maybe that is the reason why I struggled. But I kind of choked it down. And there I was like 930 in the morning, just kind of thinking, I don't get to have this for a long time and I don't get to have anything else. Have you ever fasted at Never. all? Never. No. Have you ever gone a day without eating? No. So I think my mom is proud of that. By like early afternoon on day one, are you starting to say, man, could you use yeah. a sandwich? Yeah. I'm starting to get hungry. It was a college football Saturday. So just kind of sitting there in the apartment, watching a lot of football watching a lot of food commercials come across the screen. Roommates are cooking food. I can't have any of it. Day two is where it gets bad because, yes, Sunday, NFL Sunday, you're starving. At this point, you are in an abnormal state of hunger. I wish I had something to distract me. My stomach was kind of grumbling and kind of always reminding me that, hey, you're really hungry. And I was really blown away at how much you think about food. Like, even today, when you get done with one meal, within the next hour, you're thinking about the next one. Yeah think about food almost all the time. All right. And you were in communication with Phil throughout this process. What was he telling you at this point? Yeah. Phil was a very inspiring dietitian. I mean, he texted me a link about how coffee has great antioxidants and that it might be the best thing that you put in your body. 
he was telling me, hey, the first two days suck. You're going to get through it. Day three will feel completely different from day two. Your stomach is shrinking. Your appetite is shrinking. Your immune system is in the process of resetting. Now, I don't really pay attention to my immune system that often, but I know Phil, a guy who's going to be 50 soon, is definitely thinking about that stuff. So he was telling me, if you need to in the evening, you can have a half batch. You know, if you are if you are starting to feel sick or really, really weak, take a half batch of the coffee. I did that twice. I should have had a little bit more L-theanine because it kept me up all night long. He had this one line, though, that really stuck with me. It was, everything you put in your body either causes disease or helps you fight disease. And so, I'm, of course, I'm thinking like, well, what am I putting in my body that causes disease? Well, maybe that Big Mac or maybe the ingredients in that Big Mac. Anything, all the candy I consume and alcohol in one weekend, anything like that is combining to like break my body down. Whereas if I'm filling it with positive things, net positive things, things on the positive end of the spectrum, I'm probably going to be a healthy person. All right, take me to day three then because I'm, I'm outwardly skeptical that somehow day three is going to be easier than day two even though you've eaten no food. Well, at this point we had some momentum. I had lost by day three, seven pounds, which felt, felt like a lot. And anyone I told reminded me that it was a lot. Day three, the first half of the day was no different than day two. I still felt very hungry. But by the end of day three, I did a little bit of exercise. I went for a run. Mm -hmm. How long? I went for a three-mile run, but it was three one-mile runs. I realized I needed to have breaks in between. I could not have the sustained energy throughout the entire day. I might have had it at 9 a.m. and then 11 a.m. and maybe even 1 p.m., but by 8 p.m., my body was ready for bed. So if I was going to get up the energy to try and exercise, I was going to need to take, give myself plenty of breaks. And was Phil's was part of Phil's advice to get some exercise? He wanted you to stay active because, I mean, he stayed active. He said he did 90 minutes of yoga most days, and then he would hike home from his yoga studio. Granted, that's not the same as running or, you know, maybe walking a golf course after having a really intense driving range session. You don't want to be sitting on a couch all day long. That'll just, that'll eat you alive. It'll remind you how you haven't eaten, how you haven't done anything. All right, day four, then you've got a hoops game. Yeah. What was that like? I felt really good in the first half. I told my fr my teammates, guys, I'm fasting right now, so if I suck, don't hold it against me. I didn't really do anything special. I felt okay. I took more breaks again, but what, what was weird is that in the second half, I could tell my body was not, not okay with this. Mm -hmm. I, I had one ridiculous turnover. I basically gave the ball to the other team, and I just kind of looked at myself like, are you kidding me? I got a little lightheaded in the second half. I guess that was to be expected. I don't think Phil would have told me, yo, go up and run down the floor, play a little full court defense. But he did say, if you want to, you can have a little bit of an avocado or like avocado toast. And I was like, nah, if I'm in this to fast, I'm in this to fast, no food. How about your temperament? You know, people talk about getting hangry. Mm. Were you like a cranky guy to be around? You'd have to ask um, either yourself or my roommates, the people that are close proximity to me. I maybe felt a little delirious at times, especially in the evening. You know, the, the coffee has so much espresso in it that it really made me focused throughout the day. From 9 a.m. to about 3 p.m., I was very, very focused. And I think that kind of helped distract me via my work. 
but by the time 8 p.m. rolled around and I'm just kind of watching basketball on the television, my roommates are cooking stir fry, like starting to freak out a little bit. All right. So now on day five, how, if at all, does the coffee taste different or how is the experience of drinking your day's worth of food changed? My appetite has gone down. Maybe the first day I took my time drinking it on the fifth day. I like really had to force myself into finishing it. My appetite for it had gone down. Water is flying through my body. <laughs> I was going to the bathroom constantly at work, constantly at home. I was waking up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom because I was drinking so much water. And that's very important because I think if you don't drink enough water, you will obviously become a bit dehydrated. You're going to end up getting some headaches that way. When you know you're tired of drinking water and then drink one more glass, that's kind of a good number I kind of kept thinking about. That'll keep you very hydrated and keeps you from really your body kind of having freak out moments. All right. And so I was reading a little bit about fasting and it seems like doctors kind of want you to ease into things, you know, maybe try it for a day, maybe do some intermittent fasting, maybe, maybe work your way up to 48 hours. You're now on day five going into day six. How's your body handling it? I talked to a doctor from the University of Wisconsin-Madison who specializes in fasting. He's actually working with patients to help fight diabetes by getting them to fast. He said he would never, ever, 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 ever advise anyone to go from eating three meals a day to eating zero meals a day for the large majority of a week. So with that in mind, I was doing the wrong thing. I was not I was not going to be doing the right fast, the correct fast for my body. What he did say is that fasting is good. It helps drop the inflammation in your body, in your blood. That's what Phil said as well. It is a bit of a healing mechanism. Um, He also said that we are never better as thinkers, as people. We're never more focused than when we are hungry. Interesting. Because there is something going on in our brain that's bothering us. So we tend to try to like take care of everything else before we end up addressing this task, the task of not being hungry or or making yourself unhungry. So all of that being said, start with an 18-hour fast. Do a 24-hour fast. Work up to 48 hours. I've been telling my dad who's interested, Dad, you need to start with 24 before you even think about going the full six days. Maybe even try the six days and stop halfway. Stop after four days because everyone has their breaking point, and mine was... Right around the five and a half day mark. So is it harder or easier now that the finish line is in view? Now that you're on day six, you can taste the food. Easier because I knew what I was going to eat. um, And it got harder because I started to feel a little bit sick. In the evening of day five, I was feeling feverish and I felt unwell. Um, not, Not to the point where, you know, there would be nothing to throw up, but I didn't feel sick that I needed to address it. I felt just chills waking up on day six. Those chills kind of remained. I slugged that coffee. It was like my little lifeline. Like when video games, you get a little health pack. It was my health pack. I felt good then for the rest of day six. And then by the time the evening rolled around when I would finally get to eat again, those chills came back. So six days was going to be too much for me. Seven would have been way too much. I was ready to eat. Were you feeling like skinny at this point? Is this like a Tom Hanks and Castaway thing where they get back <laughs> and he's like this emaciated guy? I was feeling weak. My muscles started to feel weak. Uh, I didn't really feel like if you asked me to go for a run, I don't think I would have been able to run three miles. Like my, I didn't feel like I had the, 
the energy in my muscles, which was to be a bit expected. And I talked to Phil about that and he said, it's going to take a little while, maybe two or three days for you to feel muscular and strong again. But that's part of the fast. That's part of what you're doing to your body. Day six, you've completed your fast. What was your final weigh in? How low did you get on the scale after starting at 198? Yeah, I got down to 187.6, 11 pounds lost in a six day span. Wow. I was, that, that didn't mean much to me. What meant the most to me is that I could one, do it, two, do it exactly as Phil did, and three, do it without like rapidly changing my lifestyle. I was still exercising, I was still working. I was still putting up with you. Mm -hmm. I checked all the boxes. One of the things that the doc from Wisconsin told me is that fasting is a bit like if you took your childhood home that is completely dressed up with furniture and carpeting and a TV in the corner and your family photo on the wall, take all of that out. It's the same home, but you've stripped everything out of it. It's a blank home. It's a blank canvas. That's kind of what fasting is like. You are taking everything out of your body, all the food cycle, which actually weighs a little bit on you, taking all of that out. And now you get to redecorate. You get to decide what you put into your body, what kind of things you're going to eat regularly, what things you're going to avoid. That kind of, that analogy really stuck mm. with me. Bring in that couch, that Badger's flag, put it on the wall. Then you needed to plan out your first post-game meal here. Were you thinking about that like from day two on or what? Well, Phil said you should probably go with some vegetables, something green. The first thing you should have is a green matcha shake. And I am not down with that. What were you craving throughout this whole process? Like were different things coming through your head? No, I was actually craving the coffee because that's what I knew I could have. But truly, the lowest hanging fruit, I went with Popeye's chicken sandwich. I ordered two Popeye's chicken sandwiches. I ordered two sides of mashed potatoes and gravy. Ordered as in you did not even walk to Popeye's? Nope. I, on the subway home, ordered from Seamless. They delivered. I housed that crap. How did it feel? I don't know. It felt like old times, to be honest. But <laughs> I got so darn full, I turned on Jeopardy, and I passed out. I fell asleep instantly, and I had, like, the you are full burps for like the next 24 hours. Mm. Well, I guess that leads to the question, how were you sleeping during this? You said you were getting tired early in the night. Would you sleep well through the night? Yeah, usually I'm going to bed between 11 and 12 these days, but I was getting tired at 9 and going to bed by 10. Nice. It's amazing what sleep can do for your body. That, sound, that part sounds kind of dreamy to me. All right, so now looking back in more of a big picture way, what do you take away from the experience and what do you hope to learn from your experience my takeaway is that there is that fasting is more healthy than it seems everyone's first thought is like are you crazy are you really trying to do this for six days why would you do this how do you do this there's no way i could do this yes you can that's the bottom line yes you can the reason why is because hunger is truly a mindset thing it's built out of habit. If you have three meals a day, if you go down to two, you'll feel hunger. If you go down to one, you'll feel hunger. If you stick with three, you're pretty, you're pretty much not going to feel hunger. Like hunger truly is, I called it in the story, like an affliction of the mind, way more than the body. 
you can go on without food. It's kind of amazing. Wow. This is inspirational. I know. All right. And then finally, what did you learn about Phil Mickelson? You talked to him on the phone at the end of your process. You were texting with him throughout. You kind of walked in his shoes, which was the whole idea of this. What did you learn about Lefty? Well, I learned that he's even more of a maniac than I thought he was. Um, He is avid about this stuff. He had been reading about fasting for a long time prior to doing it. He cares about his body more than I thought he did. You know, we've known Phil to be this smooth swinging guy who's American golf dad, who is fallible and isn't perfect. And I kind of thought that he didn't always care for his body as much as he did. He really does. Like it's, it, it makes sense that he has a performance coach who's thinking about his diet just in the same way that Brooks Kepka is. He lost 15 pounds in the six day fast. And I got to talk to him on the phone afterward. He said he lost another 10 to 15 pounds since. He still drinks the coffee in the morning. He actually fasts kind of on the regular, little mini fasts here and there. He just did one prior to his first start of the 2020 season, a three-day fast to, again, reset his immune system. This is a thing for him. Like He's very much into this, and he's very much into coffee. And is this a thing for you now? Are we going to see you know Sean just kind of skipping meals, 36, 48 hours? No, but I'm not opposed to doing it again. I think maybe in maybe once a year. The doctor that I talked to does it once a year. If you feel five or six or eight pounds overweight, this is probably one of the more healthy ways and one of the more realistic ways of going about doing it. You know, everyone sets these pretty fantastic goals, especially this time of year, early January, for how they're going to exercise. And you know what? By the end of January, they really don't stick to it. This is an easier way of kind of doing things to your body and your diet that can have very impactful results. Maybe that next hard reset will come right after the Masters and those fried chicken sandwiches. I will not be doing that again. (laughs) That's going to do it for this week's Drop Zone. Thank you, Sean, for sharing your journey. Thank you, Phil Mickelson, for playing along. We would love it if you would leave us a five-star rating or a review uh, for more content like this. We will see you guys next week on the Drop Zone.